Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey guys, welcome to God's Whole Story. My name is Ryan and I am here with Chelsea, and today we are looking at Numbers 32. Uh, the most exciting thing that I see in Numbers 32 is we read it. Are you ready for this? I'm it turns just out, waiting with anticipation. It turns out... <laughs> Moses is pretty good at overreacting, <laughs> and that just makes me feel like I'm in good company sometimes. Because you Turns have Moses is human. <laughs> Moses is human, guys. In case you were wondering, he is. Uh, because you get this situation where these two tribes are like, "Hey, we really like this land. Like, not quite where we're supposed to be. We'd really like to live there." And M- Moses is like, "What? You don't want to help us fight? And you don't want?" He's like, he's like punishing them before they're even done asking. And they're like, no, like, we're still willing to do all that. We just want to live here. Do we know? Do they actually do all that? Uh, yeah, because we'll, we'll find out, right? Yeah, because we, we um, um, there is more direction for those tribes to come. Oh, okay. So, like, they do actually <laughs> plan for that, and they do end up settling okay. where they ask. And they Good ask quite and politely. And yeah. they, you know, Moses probably had a bad day. Probably. Or they probably asked for way too many things already. And Moses was like, not one more thing. It was like, are you serious? <laughs> First the golden calf, and now this? <laughs> You want to live two miles to the east? Unbelievable. <laughs> I don't actually know that location. So some of you are like, it's not actually in the <laughs> People east. People are checking their maps yeah. right now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Turns out Ryan is human. And he does not know every geographical location in the Bible. Almost none. <laughs> actually, I don't even know geographic locations around my house. So. <laughs> okay. So also today we are going over our, the Israelites' whole journey from Egypt to where they are You did a now. great job with that, guys. Thank you. Tough readings in the Bible. I got a little bored halfway through. <laughs> also, I did, and probably you will too when you listen, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, lots of weird names, but it is, I mean, again, it's it's for the Israelites who are now alive and their relatives yeah. who are dead. They have to know where they came from. Yeah. And so it's good for them to know so that they can pass it on, so that they know where they come from. It's good for all of us to know where we come from. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, it was actually commanded by God that Moses keep this, like, ledger of where they mm-hmm. were and where and how they went and how they traveled. Um, and because of because of that, we can read it today, actually. That's yeah. kind of interesting. And God's command to remember for the Israelites over and over and over again, this is going to help them remember. <laughs> yeah. I noticed two uh, descriptions. Sometimes I really get into how things are described. Okay. Um, so I noticed that Joshua and Caleb— Mm-hmm. are described as having wholeheartedly followed the Lord. I love that. That is very cool. And it, it actually sticks out like crazy because so much of the descriptions of Israel are very negative. Yeah. Like stubborn mm-hmm. and rebellious. Um, so you get like this this little bit of like shining, I guess, endorsement. I don't know, like appreciation for yeah. Joshua and Caleb who have wholeheartedly followed the Lord. I love that. And then the other interesting thing that I saw, and I underlined it when I was reading it, um, it's interesting to see how they describe the Exodus story. So they're, they're, yeah. uh, Moses like is basically writing down like what happened and that they left uh, mm-hmm. in full view of all of Egypt while mm-hmm. they buried their sons. But it's interesting. It says uh, the Lord had defeated the gods of Egypt that night with great acts of judgment. Uh, I, I don't know. It's not often that we think of like, yeah, God was defeating all those fake gods. Yeah. Uh, we think, we think of it too. as like a flesh kind of war, like Pharaoh lost. Yeah, and I wonder if maybe 
again, this is written for the Israelites as they're yeah. going into a land that's full of all these foreign gods. They can be like, oh, yeah. Like, there is actually only one God that can defeat all these other gods, or that is over all these other gods with a lowercase g and probably quotations around them. <laughs> it's also interesting. We talked, like, in the in the far back past at this point about how the, the ten plagues or ten chances, call back to all those of you oh, that have been yeah. listening for a long time, um, they were they could have been specific acts against different gods of Egypt. Uh-huh. So if that was the case, it would make sense that that it would be described as the Lord defeating the gods of Egypt. Yeah, again, the Israelites would have known about these gods. They lived in Egypt. They yeah. were very well acquainted with the Egyptian culture. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. It is interesting. There you go. Guys, thanks so much for listening today. And we are going right back into numbers tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Numbers 32, beginning in verse 1. The tribes of Reuben and Gad owned vast numbers of livestock. So when they saw that the lands of Jazir and Gilead were ideally suited for their flocks and herds, they came to Moses, Eleazar the priests, and the other leaders of the community. They said, Notice the towns of Adaroth, Dibon, Jazir, Nimrah, Heshbon, Elia, Sibma, Nebo, and Beon. The Lord has conquered this whole area for the community of Israel, and it is ideally suited for all of our livestock. If we have found favor with you, please let us have this land as our property instead of giving us the land across the Jordan River. Do you intend to stay here while your brothers go across and do all the fighting? Moses asked the men of Gad and Reuben. Why do you want to discourage the rest of the people of Israel from going across to the land the Lord has given them? Your ancestors did the same thing when I sent them from Kadesh Berea to explore the land. After they went up the valley of Eshkol and explored the land, they discouraged the people of Israel from entering the land the Lord was giving them. Then the Lord was very angry with them, and he vowed, Of all those I rescued from Egypt, no one who is twenty years old or older will ever see the land I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, for they have not obeyed me wholeheartedly. The only exceptions are Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kezanite, and Joshua, the son of Nun, for they have wholeheartedly followed the Lord." The Lord was angry with Israel and made them wander in the wilderness for 40 years until the entire generation that sinned in the Lord's sight had died. But here you are, a brood of sinners, doing the exact same thing. You are making the Lord even angrier with Israel. If you turn away from Him like this and He abandons them in the wilderness again, you will be responsible for destroying this entire nation. But they approached Moses and said, We simply want to build pens for our livestock and fortified towns for our wives and children. Then we will arm ourselves and lead our fellow Israelites into battle until we have brought them safely to their land. Meanwhile, our families will stay in the fortified towns we have built here, and they will be safe from any attacks from the local people. We will not return to our homes until all the people of Israel have received their portions of land, but we do not claim any of the land on the other side of the Jordan. We would rather live here on the east side and accept this as our grant of land." Then Moses said, If you keep your word and arm yourselves for the Lord's battle, and if your troops cross the Jordan and keep fighting until the Lord has driven out his enemies, then you may return when the Lord has conquered the land. You will have fulfilled your duty to the Lord and to the rest of the people of Israel, and the land on the east side of the Jordan will be your property from the Lord. If you fail to keep your word, then you will have sinned against the Lord, and you may be sure that your sin will find you out. Go ahead and build towns for your families and pens for your livestock, but do everything you have promised." Then the men of Gad and Reuben replied, We, your servants, will follow your instructions exactly. Our children, wives, flocks, and cattle will stay here in the towns of Gilead. But all who are able to bear arms will cross over to fight for the Lord, just as you have said. So Moses gave orders to Eleazar the priest, Joshua son of Nun, and the leaders of the clans of Israel. 
He said, the men of Gad and Reuben who are armed for battle must cross the Jordan with you to fight for the Lord. If they do, give them the land of Gilead as their property when the land is conquered. But if they refuse to arm themselves and cross over with you, then they must accept the land with the rest of you in the land of Canaan. The tribes of Gad and Reuben said, Again, we are your servants, and we will do it as the Lord has commanded. We will cross the Jordan into Canaan, fully armed to fight for the Lord, but our property will be here on this side of the Jordan. So Moses assigned land to the tribes of Gad, Reuben, and half the tribe of Manasseh, son of Joseph. He gave them the territory of King Sion, the Amorites, and the land of King Og of Vashon, the whole land with its cities and surrounding lands. The descendants of Gad built the towns of Deban, Adaroth, Aror, Atrophishan, Jazer, Jogbia, Beth Nimrah, and Beth Haran. These were all the fortified Sid towns with pens for their flocks. The descendants of Reuben built the towns of Heshbon, Elila, Kerithim, Nebo, Belmion, and Sibma. They changed the names of some of the towns they conquered and rebuilt. Then the descendants of Machir, of the tribe of Manasseh, went to Gilead and conquered it, and they drove out the Amorites living there. So Moses gave Gilead to the Machirites, descendants of Manasseh, and they settled there. The people of Jer, another clan of the tribe of Manasseh, captured many of the towns in Gilead and changed the name of that region to the towns of Jer. Meanwhile, a man named Noba captured the town of Kanath and its surrounding villages, and he renamed that area Noba after himself. This is the route the Israelites followed as they marched out of Egypt under the leadership of Moses and Aaron. At the Lord's direction, Moses kept a written record of their progress. These are the stages of their march, identified by the different places where they stopped along the way. They set out from the city of Ramses in early spring on the 15th day of the first month. On the morning after the first Passover celebration, the people of Israel left defiantly in full view of all the Egyptians. Meanwhile, the Egyptians were burying all their firstborn sons whom the Lord had killed the night before. The Lord had defeated the gods of Egypt that night with great acts of judgment. After leaving Ramses, the Israelites set up camp at Succoth. Then they left Succoth and camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. They left Etham and returned back to Piharath, opposite of Baal Zephon, and camped near Migdal. They left Pir Harath and crossed the Red Sea into the wilderness beyond. Then they traveled for three days into the Etham wilderness and camped at Mara. They left Mara and camped at Elam, where there were 12 springs of water and 70 palm trees. They left Elam and camped beside the Red Sea. They left the Red Sea and camped in the wilderness of Sin. They left the wilderness of Sin and camped at Dafka. They left Dafka and camped at Elush. They left Elush and camped at Rephidim, where there was no water for the people to drink. They left Rephidim and camped in the wilderness of Sinai. They left the wilderness of Sinai and camped at Kebroth Hatava. They left Kebroth Hatava and camped at Hezeroth. They left Hezeroth and camped at Rithma. They left Rithma and camped at Rimon Perez. They left Rimon Perez and camped at Libna. They left Libna and camped at Risa. They left Risa and camped at Kelahoth. They left Kelahoth and, and camped at Mount Shepher. They left Mount Shepher and camped at Herida. They left Herida and camped at Magaloth. They left Magaloth and camped at Tahath. They left Tahath and camped at Tera. They left Tera and camped at Mithka. They left Mithka and camped at Hashmona. They left Hashmona and camped at Mazaroth. They left Mazaroth and camped at Benejakan. They left Benejakan and camped at Horgarad. They left Horgarad and camped at Jadbatha. They left Jadbatha and camped at Aberna. They left Aberna and camped at Ezean-Geber. They left Ezean-Geber and camped at Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. They left Kadesh and camped at Mount Hor. 
at the border of Edom. While they were at the foot of Mount Hor, Aaron the priest was directed by the Lord to go up the mountain, and there he died. This happened in midsummer on the first day of the fifth month of the 40th year after Israel's departure from Egypt. Aaron was 123 years old when he died there on Mount Hor. At that time, the Canaanite king of Arad, who lived in the Negev in the land of Canaan, heard that the people of Israel were approaching his land. Meanwhile, the Israelites left Mount Hor and camped at Zalmana. Then they left Zalmana and camped at Punan. They left Punan and camped at Oboth. They left Oboth and camped at Ai Abiram on the border of Moab. They left Ai Abiram and camped at Dibangad. They left Dibangad and camped at Almond Diblatham. They left Almond Diblatham and camped in the mountains east of the river near Mount Nebo. They left the mountains east of the river and camped on the plains of Moab, beside the Jordan River across from Jericho. Along the Jordan River, they camped at Beth Jeshemoth, as far as the meadows of Acacia on the plains of Moab. While they were camped near the Jordan River on the plains of Moab, opposite Jericho, the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. When you cross the Jordan River into the land of Canaan, you must drive out all the people living there. You must destroy all their carved and molten images and demolish all their pagan shrines. Take possession of the land and settle in it, because I have given it to you to occupy. You must distribute the land among the clans by sacred lot and in proportion to their size. A larger portion of the land will be allotted to each of the larger clans, and a smaller portion will be allotted to each of the smaller clans. The decision of the sacred lot is final. In this way, the portions of the land will be divided among your ancestral tribes. But if you fail to drive out the people who live in the land, those who remain will be like splinters in your eyes and thorns in your sides. They will harass you in the land where you live, and I will do to you what I have planned to do to them. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, it means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, if you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, we would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, you can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcast at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you, and if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.